to the first ever episode of Hawks History, where we're going to dive into Seattle Seahawks history and have guests on the show talk about their favorite NFL teams. I'm Benjamin Owen, your host, and let's get right into it. Let's begin, shall we? In 1972, Seattle banded together to petition for one of the expansion teams of the NFL to be placed in Seattle. And in 1974, they finally received their wish with a team being placed in Seattle called the Seattle Seahawks. Now, they wouldn't play for another two years, and their first season wasn't the best, of course. In 1976, the team went 2-12 with a record of... Two wins and 12 losses, and their first win coming in week six, I repeat, week six against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They would have one more win later that season against the Atlanta Falcons. It wasn't the best start, but there were bigger things to come. The following season, the team would move divisions, move conferences all together, all to the AFC West. And the following season, they would have their first winning season under Jack Patera, who would also win Coach of the Year. But it wasn't just Patera. Let's backtrack to 1976, where the Seahawks would make one of the best trades in NFL history, trading for fourth-round pick in the 1976 draft, Steve Largent. A big reason due to their success on their offensive side of the ball came from Steve a third-year standout surprise wide receiver who would put up monster stats such as 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns carrying the offense by himself that year. In 1979, the team would repeat finishing once again 9-7, and seven, but would fall short once again of the playoffs. This wasn't due to Steve Largent not producing again. Steve would once again put up an amazing season with 1,200 yards and and nine touchdowns, finishing sixth in MVP voting that year, which is unheard of for wide receivers. In 1980, however, when the expectations were highest on the Seattle Seahawks, they would backtrack, finishing with a record of 4-12. and 12. Now, this was due slightly because of Steve Largent's drop-off from 1,200 yards to, 10, to 1,000 yards and six touchdowns, but this was mainly dependent on the fact that the offense just wasn't the same under QB Jim Zorn who threw 17 touchdowns to 20 interceptions, which is awful for an NFL quarterback standard. In 1981, the team would finish 6-10, and and without any help for Steve Largent on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, the team was not going to compete for a playoff spot. And this is where their coach of the year, Jack Patera, was eventually and inevitably fired due to the constant losing seasons. In 1982, their head coach, Jack Patera, would be fired after Week 2's loss. Team would finish 4-5, and and the shortened season was due to a NFLPA lockout for 57 days where no one would play from Week 3 to Week 10. Things would shake up in 1983, however, with the new coach in the offense, a new QB at the helm, and rookie running back Kurt Warner taken third overall by the Seattle in the 1983 draft the team looked to bounce back in a big way, which they did, finishing with a 9-7 and record and, for the first time ever, be making the playoffs. A big reason to the team's newfound success was rookie running back Kurt Warner, who rushed for 1,400 yards and would finish as an all-pro as a rookie. 
Another reason due to the team's success in 1983 was standout player Kenny Easley, Seattle's first pro bowler on the defensive side of the ball, who had seven picks and three fumble recoveries, which earned him all pro mentions and a pro bowl. Due to how stacked this team was, they were going to their wild card game beating Denver 31 to 7. They won their divisional playoff game against the Dolphins 27 to 20. And they were one game away from the Super Bowl, where they all that stood in their way was the Oakland Raiders, which they ended up losing to 14 to 30 and just falling short of going to their first ever Super Bowl. But with the team on the rise, they couldn't be disappointed with the season they put up. Here we have special guest in the studio, a good friend of mine and a widely known NFL fan, Justin Caesar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming in today, Justin. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, I just wanted to start off with for the first question being, how did you become a football fan? Okay, so being a football fan, you know, great, great sport, first of all. I began to like football about when I was like 10, 9, 10 years old. Um, I really got into it when I first saw the Odell Beckham catch. That one, that one went viral. I think everyone knows that historic catch. Um, it's pretty popular, so uh, I think everyone kind of modeled their like catches after it. Kind of did like pretty much anything that he was doing. Like those couple years, like everyone was copying. Of course. Um, so like, yeah, that's that's kind of when my journey with football started. Ever since then, I'm 19 now. Love football, watch it every week, do all my fantasy teams, all my stat recaps, whatever, research. Yeah. And you're losing in a couple of those leagues, eh? Okay, buddy. We don't, relax, need, we don't need to relax, get into that. Relax, we don't need to relax. get into that. I'm literally beating you. We don't need to get into that. But um, what was it just the Odell catch in particular or just his whole charisma and how he'd approach football, um, his touchdown celebrations? For me, like, it was more his style of play. Because when I was younger, I wanted to play football. And mm -hmm. I wanted to, like, like when I saw him, I was like, oh, I want to be a wide receiver for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, when I when I got older, I was like, yeah, no, wide receiver's not really for me. I'm a shorter guy, so it's like, you know, I'd be... Like, I'm not that fast, so I'm not going to be, like, Tyreek Hill or anything. Um, so I switched to running back, and that, that worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, next question. I just wanted to ask, which team are you currently supporting? Okay, so this, this went back, like, two years, three years ago. You'd say that, like, around that time, right? Yeah, three, three, four years ago. Yeah, so we went in a whole conversation about, like, what should be my favorite team. Ben was like, oh, you can't have multiple teams, so I got to pick one. You can't. And, well, yeah, now now, now that's become the decision. Um, but my favorite team is the Buffalo Bills. Um, it was originally between the the Bengals and the Bills and I was like yeah I'm not choosing I'm just gonna roll with these two teams Ben was like 
you got to stick with one team. So I chose the Bills, and it paid off, paid off, because the Bengals are not looking good. Joe Burrow will hopefully be healthy next year. But so far, your pick's looking right. And how, as a fan, does it feel knowing that you're so close to winning a Super Bowl every single year with that Buffalo Bills team, oh but just something we, we, short, we just falls need short. To, we just need to get past the playoffs, dude. Once, once we get to that Super Bowl, if we're dominant in that, I will freak out if we win a Super Bowl because we, we haven't won one, and it's kind of depressing. And who is your favorite player now? My favorite player, in terms of quarterback position, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, but yeah. in general. In general. It doesn't have to be from the Bills either, by the way. No, it has to be from the Bills. So I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs. You just like his attitude yeah. towards things? Stephon Diggs is just a menace to people. And he he usually backs up himself. Um, it's very rare that you see him have a really bad game. If he has a bad game, Josh Allen probably has a bad game also. That is that is extremely true, and I think that Stephon Diggs carries a load a lot. Yeah, because he's like the only like main wide receiver that we have. They have Gabe Davis, but I feel that yeah, Diggs but we, commands we, so much yeah. attention that it just leaves Davis wide we, open. We really just don't throw to Gabe Davis unless we need to. And I just wanted to ask you, what do you consider a historic franchise, Justin? A historic franchise... Um, it could be a franchise with Super Bowls, MVP winners on that team, historic defenses. I, I, I hate offenses. to say this. I hate to say this, but gotta go with like a team like Seattle, bro. Seattle. I I hate saying this, but just because you're a Seattle fan, um, Seattle is like just a great historic franchise. They had Richard Sherman. They got Marshawn Lynch. The, the list just goes on, and what they've done historically is great, but, like, right now they're they're complete trash. Complete, <laughs> complete trash. As this episode is being recorded, they are 3-1. and one. They are horrible. It doesn't matter what their record is. They're horrible. And what are your—let me ask you this, son. What are your expectations for your Buffalo Bills this season? Okay, so, hopefully— Hopefully. They're 100% making the playoffs. 100%. Guaranteed? Yes. Unless unless Josh Allen gets injured, we're making the playoffs. Okay. Okay? It's all about getting to that Super Bowl. If we get to that Super Bowl, we're winning. We're winning. You think so? Yes. 100%. Even even if you match up against the 49, a team like the 49ers okay, the 40, or the Eagles? We, we, yeah, if we're matching up against 49ers <laughs> and Eagles, we're screwed. You think Purdy? Christian McCaffrey is going to have like four touchdowns against us. I mean, your defense, here's what I will say. Our defense is great. We just have, like, everyone gets injured every year. This is the best I've seen your defense play, and I think you'd agree with this. And they've been ranked the number one defense for a couple years now. Number one, I would, you could, it could go like more. ESPN rankings have ranked at the number one defense in a couple years. Yeah, but you don't trust ESPN, bro. (laughs) In a couple of years. But this is what I will say. Your defense is playing at such a historic clip, I don't believe you can maintain it. That that's factual. The the thing is we have to be consistent. And you know, once Von Miller comes back, we'll become consistent, but 
it's all about if they can stay healthy. If they can't stay healthy, we just lost White in the cornerback position. He was a great cornerback for us. And since he's injured and Von Miller is not um, playing right now, it's a little tough, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because we don't have that middle linebacker position or our cornerback that usually can lock up our like the other team's top wide receiver. That's that's tough, eh? It's you can never. Yeah, because you basically you're a team like the 49ers, for example. Yeah, the 49ers just, have, just every, have everyone. You have every every player at a position is just top ten ranked. Yeah, I mean, and who did they just pick up? They picked up wide receiver. Who was it actually? That's a great question. I think it was someone from the Broncos. I can't remember who it was. Randy Gregory, defensive end. Yeah. They traded yeah. for Randy Gregory. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about a team top to bottom is just filled with elite players and their backups are good too yeah i th- that scouting team the coach just that's what you want to model your franchise after 100 to me you know if you know if your top guys going down you have someone else that can fill that role obviously not to the extent of that starter but you'll have a guy that can like get you some offensive or defensive like stops or uh big scoring plays so, like, if you have Christian McCaffrey, he goes down. You got Elijah Mitchell. He's been, he's had some snaps and he's had some explosive plays. And are you shocked that they haven't won a Super Bowl I'm, in the last six, seven years? I mean, well, it seems like they've partly, had this roster partly, for a while. Because we all know Christian McCaffrey carries their backfield. Exactly. Yeah. He had like four touchdowns in the other game. Yep. And if he, like, he was out like, what, like one, two years ago? Yeah, I, I think I he got so. injured mid-season, and that that took a big loss in their backfield because they didn't have anyone that could really rush, get them yards, or really score in the red zone. Yeah. So they had to use their wide receiver as a running back, Debo. Debo and <laughs> this is two years ago. This is so. This is before the McCaffrey trade. Yeah. So if he gets injured, they're going to revert back to that using Debo as a r- running back and like. Now people just know that if Debo's in the game, it's most likely going to be a jet sweep. Mm-hmm. And is anyone else in your family football fans, or is it just you? Um, it's just me, bro. <laughs> it's kind of depressing, bro, because I got to go over to watch football with you. I'm trying to get my dad into it. He's not so much big fan of football. He's more a fan of like hockey. Um, no, not even. He's more a fan of soccer. Hmm. What um, do you? Let me ask you one more thing. What do you think the NFL could do in order to market itself better to Canadians? To be honest, because when I thought about this, I thought maybe have the occasional game here in Canada, like Toronto. That that would work. Um, because they have because the they have games. Stadiums. Yeah, they have. They also have games in London. Yeah, in those soccer stadiums. So it could work. It's just like getting a bigger audience is kind of hard because like yeah. people will only go to games if they want to go to games. So you can't just like put in new ideas for people to come to games because if they don't want to go, they're not going to go. I feel like though you could have teams such as the Packers, for example, that's near the border or teams such as um, the Bills who have such a large group of fans here in Canada play against each other and you have no well, yeah, problem filling up stadiums. 
some people even consider the Bills a Canadian team. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Even like even though there's other New York teams, Buffalo is like the main team that is considered like the Canadian team. Yeah. Which I don't mind because the <laughs> Bills are my team. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, Justin. No I problem, thank you no for problem. your time. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, all I would like to say is that the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. And when they do, come back to this podcast. <laughs> all right. All right.